0: Welcome to Darnley's Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 28, 5 Privacy Tips for Your Security Program. Now let's talk about this. Privacy and security are often viewed by various management Lenses. In fact, they go hand-in-hand. Privacy has become a key component in security strategies. According to a report by Cisco, 90% of responding security professionals say their customers would not buy from them if they did not adequately protect their data. It's no longer uh, nice to have for organizations. Businesses are looking at privacy as a core security mission. Now I will go through about five tips. These are sort of top level ideas to get started. Now, for some businesses who may or may or may not have a uh, privacy guru on hand or someone they can speak to, these five rules, We'll kind of start a security program. Now, a lot of businesses who want to start one or the ones I've spoken to in my endeavors, a lot of them have a problem in starting. And the best time to start is now. The best time to start is having an idea and turning it into a core component of your business. Because let's be honest. Data is the fundamental thing of our entire lives in the 21st century. Everything's on the computer, everything's on the internet. So our customers' information, our customers' data is everywhere. And cyber criminals know this. Cyber criminals will take advantage of us, take advantage of businesses in getting their customer lists, vendor lists, et cetera. So these five privacy tips, they're known and they're not in any particular order. Let's keep this in mind. However, they are key components to the bigger picture. You can extrapolate on each point here and you can, you can mold it to your particular business because no businesses are the same, but privacy in essence, if I can stress anything today is privacy is the key component to any successful business. Now you say, well, darling, it's sales that are the key success of the business. And that is Right. But if you're making sales, if you're making money and your business has exploded and you have a great product or a great solution, and the one thing that you fail on is your privacy program or your security program, your business will go belly up in a matter of hours. Once you lose that confidence and that trust in your customer base because you slipped up in your security program or you did not have the due diligence, or have the experts on hand to properly fundamentally protect your business. Is the way that your business will go under or will lose a significant amount of dollars because you lost that revenue from those customers who no longer want to do business with you or your business anymore because you've basically sold them to the devil? Tip number one educate your users this seems like a ultimate no brainer but i constantly see businesses drop the ball constantly drop the ball on a very important aspect in their cyber hygiene you should enforce a privacy protection with the best practices now there's some best practices here but the most key fundamental thing is making security And privacy, building that into your company's genetic makeup from the get-go. Or build it into the environment in some way, shape, or form, regardless of your size. So, for example, make either two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication mandatory. Employees should be using a strong password and that being enforced. Locking business computers while you walk away. And, and this is a funny one. And, and people think, well, why do I need to lock my computer? Or people don't even think about it. And the businesses that I've consulted in my past, I've, I've said this and I've always got that weird look in their face to say, why would I lock my computer? I'll tell you why. When I worked for the, the uh, government agency in my past life, uh, I, I spoke to one of our security professionals and, and, uh, you know, he made it very clear to make sure you lock your, your computer. And this was over a decade ago, mind you, but this practice is still enforced today. And I myself do this and everyone that I encounter in my life, business or personal life, I make sure I tell people to lock their computers. Now, yes, you can bypass it. Of course, I've done it. The point is that this is all kind of one piece of the bigger puzzle when it comes to your cyber hygiene. Because locking your computer will help deter theft or help deter someone from accessing that computer and taking away that information. Do not use public Wi Fi. So if you're at a at an airport, coffee shop, restaurant, where um, you know, mall, wherever you are, do not use public Wi Fi, especially when you're doing sensitive information, for example, like banking or any sort of information that you'll transfer between your computer and a web server that may get intercepted by someone prying on that local network. And install malware protections on all machines. Regardless of who and what and where, all machines should have some sort of malware protection already installed. Again, this is the basics, people. This isn't something that is revolutionary here. This is something that should be done automatically. It should be the first thing when you're giving an employee a computer. These are some of the things that need to be enforced from day one. So educating users, educating your users when you're onboarding a new employee or you're retraining some old ones. These are the things that need to be either written in a policy or something that needs to be conveyed by the management, upper management, middle management, lower management, all levels and I say this because a lot of businesses, a lot of business leaders um, enforce this, but unfortunately, they themselves don't do this. And I have come across some very financially strong people who've come to me and said, Darling, I have been hacked, I have been breached, someone had access to my account, and they have, you know, lots of money in their account uh, that was unfortunately stolen. And they were you know, CEOs, CFOs, CIOs, et cetera. But the point here I'm trying to make is that they enforce their employees, but they don't, they don't walk the walk. So this is very important from the top down. If any education needs to be done, is that the C-level, the, the management team, the people who are making the important decisions in any form of businesses are the ones that should be doing this. And this is very important because I've seen this More times that I can count on my hands and toes of C-level individuals that are not taking these right precautions. They just don't care. They're understandably busy, but they don't follow these steps. So these people need to have this. If you're one of these people as well, and I'm talking to you, this is something that you need to do because you need to consider the fact that you are a target. You are a big target as well because your name's behind it. Uh, criminals will know who you are and how you operate and they'll try to get, take down the business from the the top down just as much as they're trying to get, take down the business from the bottom up. Your name in an email, your, your, your voice, anything like that, that criminals can use against you or against your organization. They will try that and more on that in a later podcast. Number two, make privacy a priority. This kind of goes hand in hand with number one, with educating your users. Stop and think about your customers and your vendor lists and the security implications if all that information goes away. Or if your list contains uh, customer financial data, think about the implications. Think about where specifically this. Information resides in your business. And again, not all businesses are created equal. Sometimes you have vendor lists. Sometimes you have customer lists. Sometimes you have distributor lists. Whatever the list is, that this list can contain sensitive information. And being able to identify where these are locating and located and creating a privacy policy is a step in the right direction. So, for example, if you're a small shop, let's say a real estate agency or a medical office, you need to start by caring about your privacy. Step one in all of this is caring about privacy. And to make sure and to make the assertion that you'll be able to stop your customer or vendor's information from falling into the wrong hands. Remember... Privacy is a fundamental human right. Now, people say to me uh, all the time as well when it comes to privacy online, is things like "I got nothing to hide." That's probably the number one thing I hear the most. I've nothing to hide, and I want to implore something to you, you listen, my listeners here, is when you go to. The, and sorry about the example, but this is how I work. When you go to the bathroom, you close the door right? We all know what you do in there. We all do it. Let's be honest here. But when you close the door, that is your fundamental right to have privacy while you do your business in a washroom. This is the same thing when it comes to your online and your digital privacy. You need to have that. You don't need to have. You have that right to ensure your privacy. Unless you're listening from a, uh, a communist country, then you know disregard what I'm saying because you have no rights. But I digress. Privacy is your fundamental right. And and in most of these countries out there in the world, you have that right for that protection. So this is why for your business, you need to make privacy a priority because you need to protect your customers, your vendors, your distributors' information to avoid being a target from cyber criminals and from you suffering from reputation loss. Number three, combine the least privilege with zero trust this revolves the basic notion that everyone in an organization gets assigned access only to the data and apps it's required to do their jobs companies need to define who has authorized access to data and and to enforce it with proper controls now what i mean by this is the fact that A lot of businesses, again, that I come across have sort of an open door policy or very limited controls in terms of who has access to data. So, for example, uh, I deal with a uh, ad agency and they have specific people who have access to one of the shared drives, one of their online shared drives. One thing I noticed when I was in a consulting engagement was the fact that they had allowed their administrative staff access to sensitive company information. So one of the shared drives was wide open for some admin staff to look into. Now, what the, the management and the owner said to me was that, you know, they trust them and stuff like that. But what if, let's say, for example, one of those admin staff computers open up an email or open up a USB driver, any of the sort. And their computer gets compromised. And a hacker has backdoor access to that particular machine. Well, case in point, once that machine is compromised and thus being connected to that SaaS uh, drive, they the the hackers would have access to the entire database. It would have access to sensitive information. Whereas the admin staff just needs enough information to do their job. It does not need this exact privileged access to be able to see uh, certain financial information with the organization. So going through zero trust when saying no one has access to it and going through it with a fine, a fine um, comb to say who has access to this share drive? Does the CEO CFO need this access? Yes. Does the admin staff need access to this? No. So by going through when you're allowing privileged access to certain resources in your organization, Making sure you start with that zero trust model will help assure the protection of your organization if and when it does get breached or attacked by cyber criminals or you get attacked by ransomware. So another example with that same example I said is if that administrator opens up a USB drive from someone who is coming in for an interview and forgot to print their their resume, for example, and if that drive was infected, the, the administrator computer would be locked down to the point where it would not have access to the privileged drive access on the SAS drive. Therefore that machine will be isolated with that ransomware and that machine would be shut down and the um, CIO or the security IT administrator would be able to sanitize the computer and have it isolated in its own Island and not affect the entire drive ecosystem. Number four. Follow best practices in existing privacy. The first thing in adopting a strategy is to consult the regulations put forth by your country, state, province, etc. How they define personal data as information such as name, email, and credit card that can have a could basically have identity to an individual or person. Businesses need to understand what is being collected, and how to protect user data. A few examples. Again, our listeners are far and wide, so I couldn't list off every single um, privacy laws or privacy organization, but a few big ones to mention is the European GDPR and the California CCPA are some great examples amongst many out there in the world to model off of. The, the transparency in your data collection is fun, it's a fundamental pillar for businesses looking to make uh, a, a, trusting, a long-term trusting relationship with their customers. And you say, well, why is that? Or how is that? Very simple. When you deploy a best practice policy in your, in your organization, no matter what it is, you're already putting the best interests in your in your your you're putting your customers best interest in hand. When you are allowing your organization to maintain a best practice, what you are doing is you're setting up your business for success. Now like I said earlier, sales are important. Making money is important for business. I understand that. But these best practices are the backbone of the bigger picture, of the bigger sort of proverbial body of your business to say that will keep and maintain your business from falling for threats or getting attacked or being taken advantage of if a, if a malicious attack comes to your doorstep now and last but not least number 5 track the data companies should document all data transfers both within the organization and outside through let's say third parties, and downstream to your vendors. Companies should build this into all your projects and involve, that involve personal data, as it's very important to document the data, the chain of custody, in the event of a breach or a mishandling of data. As part of this, companies need to identify the threats and then mitigate them. So this really comes down to understanding your data, understanding where your data resides. And again, I've talked about this countless times for all sorts of businesses, big and small, that understanding where your data is coming from and where it's going and maintaining that knowledge from the top down. Sometimes the management of any size organization gets lost in the day-to-day which again is understandable, but being able to document or maintain a document of your data going to and from your business is of vital importance. This is something that needs to be conveyed to all sorts of businesses, startup businesses or, or um, grandfather organizations. They need to be maintained and monitored, especially in the 21st century where, you know, data can be spread in a matter of seconds. So, a privacy by design model is an effective way for organizations to protect your, your personally identifiable information and maintain visibility of users or your vendor data. So you can follow these privacy tips. Like I said earlier, these are not meant to be the end all be all. These are meant just to be at a 40,000 foot level of how to get started when you're a business saying, well, how do I maintain a security program? These five steps will put you in the right direction of your Privacy by Design program. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.